Steven, it's a new year. It's 2022. And I've got a big, fat, juicy wish that it's going to be a year full of fulfillment here on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. What do you think? I've got a big old sauce-drenched wish myself just slapped on my plate here in front of me. And I'm going to dig in to a whole nother year of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. It's going to be a big year full of winding down our rewatch of Community and moving on to whatever comes next for us and to be a part of it with us. There's so many ways to show your support. We've got a big old warm pool here for you. Come on and slip on your skibbies and slide down the ladder and dive in. How how can they get in this pool, Zach? If you put your toe in the water and it feels fine and you want to get waist deep, come join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. It's the way to support this show and to help us move it forward as we move into the future. It's also the way to get more of us every week with our live pre-show every week. You can't just a pre-show and all kinds of Patreon exclusive content coming all the time, Steven. We'd love for you to support us on Patreon, but you can also hang out with us free of charge over on Twitter at You Can't Disappod. We are also on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast. And we're on Facebook and YouTube under the whole name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Also, if you would like to be a part of the show every week, you can email us at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. To be a part of next week's podcast, write us in your trivia, your favorite funny moment, and your episode MVP for next week's episode of Community, and we'll read it out loud on the show. If you like what we do here, leave a review wherever you leave reviews about podcasts. Yeah, maybe like... The Sharper Image product review site. Leave us a review there. There's uh, like a box full of sticky notes at my post office. Write a review and leave it there. I hope you guys are jumping on board with us and you're ready to traverse 2022 with me and Steven. What do you say? Let's rip our way into another episode if you can't disappoint a podcast. Cannonball! <laughs> I'll put like a big <laughs> splat. <laughs> My umbrella concern is that you as a character represent the end of what I used to call our show, which was once an unlikely family of misfit students and is now a pretty loose-knit group of students and teachers, none of whom are taking a class together in a school which, as of your arrival, is becoming increasingly grounded, asking questions like how do any of us get our money, when will we get our degrees, and what happened to that girl I was dating, as opposed to questions I consider more important, like what is real, what is sanity, is there a god, where's that Pierce hologram? Jeff said last year he saw a Pierce hologram, none of the rest of us have ever seen it, so if there's a Pierce ghost on campus, I'd like to get a head start on busting it. Is there any way we could share with the listening audience uh, what we were just improvising about a little bit ago before we started recording? You already forget, don't you? Yeah. What were we doing? Okay. Oh wait. Oh yeah. So I was I was giving Zach this really heartfelt, you know, uh, confession of love and talking about you know how happy it's made me to to do this this show. You know, as we're entering our you know our final season of Community. Um, and talking about how, you know, I picture my wedding day and and see, you know, him standing there in front of me with nothing between us but mm-hmm. two microphones, um, some soundproofing, uh, the police, uh, and the Rio Grande. A couple uh, nice river. webcams, not too nice. Not too nice, but nice enough. Yeah. Um, and, and then we were we were discussing, I, I asked him, you know, because apparently you're supposed to give somebody like a gift if you ask them to be 
Well, I was just thinking more. We were talking about how uh, Steven and really me too, you know, at any time, either of our nuptials could be imposing and impending on us, you know, they could be coming up at any time. And my only thought when it comes to something that huge is how can we get butts and seats to our podcast through Mm -hmm. it? You know, how can we use it as a multi-level way to make sure that our podcast is the main message people are taking away from the event? Well, because I'm nothing mm-hmm. without this. Yes. And I and I know you feel the same. I feel um, the same. You are nothing without yeah, this. Yeah, so regardless <laughs> of who I, I wed, uh-huh. you know. It really uh, honestly doesn't matter who. As it, long as they're, it's more uh, about the event. It as long anyone, as they're a top tier patron, it really doesn't matter. Hi, everybody! Welcome to the final season of Community, and here on you can't disappoint a podcast. It's really our final season too, because as you guys know, as of recently, after we end here on Community, we're gonna keep this show going until the end of the year, and then we're gonna move on to not exactly greener pastures, but other pastures. Right? Yeah, if anything, they're a little bit less green. Less green, Dale. Hey, but and <laughs> we're, we've still <laughs> yes, got the final season. We've still got the final season of Community to get through, which I'm both excited, sad. I'm I'm emotional about it because mm-hmm. we've had so much fun doing this. We've done this for two and a half years now. I feel like you and I have both come a long way in just about every meaning of that phrase Mm -hmm. since then you know both moving um um, relationships growing up a lot becoming more uh, confident becoming more mature uh getting a lot more silly i don't know just a lot's changed over the last two and a half years and this podcast has been one of the few constants throughout it and it's it's not going to be that constant it's been for that much longer you know things are things are changing if the it's times, your first time, they are changing. welcome to the program. <laughs> Hi, I'm Zach, and like tears in rain, it's the Fair final enough. season. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Steven, and I'm high as hell, and you're about <laughs> to get shot. I'm high as hell, and you're about to get shot. Awesome. That started playing, and I had forgotten that was from this episode, and I immediately Well, that's started not just from this episode. Screaming. That's like a season one thing. Okay, that makes sense. It's a music cue from season one, and they brought it back in full effect in this episode. And like, there's more of it than what we heard. Yeah, I was, I was, I was really really getting into it. Yeah, I was really. We're here. We're here to talk about it. Hi, Steven. How are you? You have final season vibes. You feel like walking over and turning off the light switch as you're the last person to leave the podcast. You know, uh, I every once in a while you gotta get up. You gotta push in your chair. You gotta. Take one silent look around the room that you've been in for six hours. Yeah. Uh, then you yeah, go and flip that light switch because nobody else gets to use it. <laughs> I want to touch base with you because you're a changed man I over am. the last couple of weeks. You're a year older, a year wiser, and your hair is an awful lot shorter. It's true. I've gone through my own metamorphosis. I, uh... Did, did like a full size Steven skin suit shrivel off of you yeah. a little bit at a time? That shit was disgusting. I it bet it was gross. Yeah, yeah, the several people called the authorities. I would. There's really nothing they could do at that point. You know, just uh, let nature take its course. Yeah, you gotta. Hey, life finds a way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, hair shorter. 
year older, you know, a lot of exciting things happening. My feet are slightly less bum than they were before. Really? That's good. Yeah, I've been te- getting back to teaching a little bit. Uh, you know, doing some social dancing with the students and things like that. So it's been good. I want to tell a story. I wasn't sure if I was going to tell this on the podcast or not, but I had something happen to me uh, the day after we recorded our season five roundtable, which was great. If you guys haven't listened to Mm it, Uh, editing it and putting it out. I really liked it a lot. You should check it out. It was fun. Um, So I even before this, I've been trying to make an effort to eat healthier and to try to try to lose a little weight. And while I was working, uh, uh, I work for DoorDash and Uber Eats. So while I was delivering food, uh, showing up at a Starbucks to to pick up someone's order, I had to kind of park like an asshole because there weren't any spots. And so the the Uber guy, you flip on your flashers. And I was in there. I was on a mission. I was going to grab my thing, get in, get out as fast as I could. And as I was doing that, I walk up to the door and this dumb, like old, bald guy, he's <laughs> like, I hope I can back out. And now this part's on me. I should have like said, oh, hey, if you're trying to leave, I'll pull the car back. Let me take your spot. Um, I could have said, sorry, I'm a delivery driver. I'm grabbing something really fast. I'll be right back out. I didn't like the I didn't like the cut yeah. of his jib. So I kept walking. I didn't break my stride. I kept walking and I made eye contact. And then I walk a few steps further. And this is you're allowed to laugh at this because it is kind of funny, but it really hurt my feelings. First, he said, nice mullet. And I was like looking at him in the eye, and I just kept walking. Continuing. Well, you don't have a mullet, so I feel like that's well, a swing to miss. When from I'm him. wearing a hat, it's kind of like this. I could see what okay, you're, I you see don't the know what I've got going worn. on in the yeah. front. You know, he said, "Nice mullet," <laughs> and I still didn't say anything because I, I'm the type of person that I don't say anything, and then I mm-hmm. think for days of what I should have said. Yeah, right. I didn't say anything, and so I keep walking. And then he looks at me right in the eye, and he says, "Fat." F-. What the fuck? To my face. What the hell? And I didn't say anything. I made a face at him. I kept walking. I got my order. And then, and I haven't told anybody this part, I watched him back out where my car was kind of blocking him in. Uh-huh. And there was space for him to do it, but he had to do like a 50-point turn. Nice. And he was so angry, and it gave me so much satisfaction As to should, watch what an him asshole. Just like shuffle him out. I know. I can't believe And I. That's why I wanted to tell the story, because fuck that. Yeah, Who, fuck that. You can be pissed at someone for parking like an asshole if I parked like an asshole. You can tell me I parked like an asshole, but who says something like that to someone's face? Yeah, that's shitty. Yeah. You know what? If, you, if you're if you that guy and you're a fan of the show, <laughs> fuck you, buddy. Somewhere he's listening. He's like, oh, shit. I should have gotten an autograph. <laughs> Wait, that was Zach from You Can't Disappoint a Podcast? Shit! <laughs> I should have spit in his face while I said it. <laughs> it was actually uh, it was it was Tim Tam. He's still mad about the Jeff. Oh thing. no, Tim! <laughs> so everyone, be nice to people, and when you're being mean to someone, do it as a human being. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's okay to like defend yourself and to say like "fuck you" to a person, but why would you punch down on someone or like? Uh, uh, comment on something about someone that you don't know to tell them you don't like how they did something. Well, and this is... I feel like neither of his attacks were even, like, accurate. Like, like I feel like they were both, like, pretty big swings and misses. If you squint, my hair looks like a mullet. I, I've put on some weight. I'm a little chubby. But, Zach, like, I've seen this guy was bald, bald fairly recently. And, this guy was bald and, like, 50, and he wasn't skinny. <laughs> 
maybe he was really sad and he was like actually complimenting you because he didn't have hair and he was like, oh, damn, nice mullet. And he was like a little mad about it, but he yeah. wanted to let his heart out. And then like he saw his reflection in, <laughs> his, in, in the mirror of your car and was like, I oh, wish I could fat. be Zach from you. You can't he was like, you, a podcast. He's like, you, you bald, fat. white. Like, it was really mad at himself. Well, anyway, yeah, that was, and then my, uh, yeah, it kind of broke my heart a little bit. Even though I had all the same feelings of like, fuck that guy who says that shit. Who cares what yeah. that guy says? But, but that's when someone mean. says something like that, like directly to your face, and well, that and you never don't expect happens, to hear those things as an adult. No, or ever. Nobody should. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. It's okay. If you're a kid, Stephen you can call likes the other it. Kids. Stephen likes it when, <laughs> when I put a big spoonful of peanut butter in his mouth and call yeah. him a fat. Fuck. I that I that does wonders <laughs> for me. It's great for your skin. <laughs> okay. Anyway, move on. That was that was my story for the week. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> that guy. Let's talk about community. Let's do it. We're here. We're queer, and we're talking about the season six premiere. Hello. <laughs> nice. I didn't write down anything at all about who directed it or write, wrote it or anything. <laughs> so I had to cover it up with some cute rhymes. Nice. It was all Dan Harmon and Rob Schraub. We're talking about season six, episode one. It's Ladders. The episode was directed by the great Rob Schraub. I knew it. I see. I know my shit. Who directs a lot of this season, if I remember correctly. And it was written, co-written by Dan Harmon and his writing partner. What the hell did I goddamn tell you? You act like I don't know about this show. Say McKenna. The episode originally aired along with the first two episodes of season six on March 17th, 2015. And it's important to note and talk about a little bit that this marks community's turn into a streaming exclusive show. Yeah. When we were kind of in an era that was just a couple years before that. Yeah. Like, it's true. I we think still got the Netflix DVDs. I, well, I think we had like Orange is the New Black and House of Cards, mm-hmm. but we didn't have. Paramount Plus, it, like Yahoo Screen would make sense if it was announced today. Yeah. At the time, there was Hulu and there was Netflix, and, and neither of them were purely based on making new content. They mm-hmm. just had a few shows at this point. So Yahoo Screen comes out of nowhere, basically buys community in the season to launch its new streaming service, only greenlights a few other shows, has just about nothing when it <laughs> comes to reruns of other things. Uh, it was dead on arrival, and now you would know that. But at the time, it was before the the streaming service market was what it yeah. is now. So there wasn't a thing for it. And well, because community... back then, the only way to access these streaming services mm-hmm. was like on an Xbox or something, you know, on like, a browser. Yeah, like it was for there was that. an app you could watch it on your phone. Mm-hmm. But there was no like Fire Stick or your like smart Roku. TV didn't have uh, Yahoo Screen. Yeah, no. I was lucky. I had a laptop and an HDMI cord. Uh, a bunch of things to talk about this episode, but yeah, I could I I could only watch it on my phone at the time. It's noteworthy that Community is one of those shows, and it doesn't get credit for being that, for being like along with the rest of development of mm-hmm. shows that come back and make that leap of network television to uh, streaming, and I think Community does it really well. Yeah, the first show that I remember doing that. Other than Community, and I think this show did it much after Community, but the Mindy Project went to Hulu. Sure, didn't it? went to Hulu, and I like that seasons. show. Yep, uh, not too much after. I think that's around the same time. Mm-hmm. Good pull. Uh, but I remember these first two episodes came out on the same day, 
on mm-hmm. Yahoo screen. And I had I was obsessed with community at the time. I was very excited that it was renewed and that this it was, was second back. semester of our senior year, Zach. We were Did we you were... come over to my house to watch it? I probably did. I remember watching it because like we had uh like our first two of our first three periods together. Well, listen, because I had like a small gathering of people. Like um, Alex Webster was there. Who's I did the not show. come to that. My friend I think Cameron I watched was there. It alone. I'm almost positive I invited you. Probably, um, but it was cool. It's something I, I. There are a couple of group TV watching experiences with people that I get together that have really stuck with me. One of them was the Breaking Bad finale. Mm. I watched it with about five friends, and we oh, were that's just cool. Electric, like shouting during the show. Yeah. And the other time was when we did it for the now a di- totally totally different viewing experience yeah but getting friends together to be excited about the return of community it was really mm-hmm. fun so tell me what you remember about yahoo screen and anything at all about the early part of it when you first start watching the show on, i only downloaded it to watch this because you told me about it happening so i didn't have a twitter at the time so all of my information that i was getting about community was coming from you sure you because you were the first person i ever heard talk about the av club because you would mm-hmm. always tell me whatever they reviewed the most recent episode like what they gave it really um I must and have been so, really fun to be around. I liked it. <laughs> I I enjoyed you. Uh, <laughs> That's at nice least thing. enough to stick around. That's true. Um, Here we are still doing it. Yeah. Um, but I remember thinking it was really inconvenient. I didn't like watching it on my, at the time, probably Samsung Galaxy S2. Do you remember it doing the thing that every time there was an ad break. Oh my God. After the ad, it would show like the last second of what you watched before the ad. Mm-hmm. Before. It had a lot of weird little glitches where even this streaming service, the process of watching its content was deeply flawed. It was not good. It was so inconvenient. I think that's a big part of the reason why I stopped watching halfway through or almost towards the end was just because I didn't want to go through the goddamn hassle because well, phones were not what they are now. And they were sm- a lot smaller. It'd be yeah. way easier to watch it on a phone now. We'll talk about it a lot, but in season six, I think community really gets back to basics in a lot mm-hmm. of ways and in a lot of good ways. So yeah. I can kind of get if getting to the show was a hassle and the episodes were good, but not like, oh my God, did you see what happened mm-hmm. on community last night? And nobody's talking about it because nobody knows that it's happening. Yeah. Until, unless you love the show, know someone that loves the show, uh, are a TV addict, or like years later find it on Hulu well, or Netflix. Well, this was so much like, I feel like Community kind of springboarded this era. I vividly remember watching NBC one night, mm-hmm. and there was like four shows that were on, Chuck was one of them. And I can't remember. My name is Earl was on at the same time as Chuck. And they Uh, like Scrubs was on at the same time as Chuck. Was it the time where they were like hashtag save, then you'd pick which show didn't get canceled? Like through a fing Twitter thing? What network did that? Was that the CW or was that NBC? That sounds like it that sounds like something Chuck would have done, because I know they did a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. And like community was the first show I remember like having people like freak out that it was getting canceled and then actually something happened. So it was cool to like see that. But it was such an inconvenience getting to it that I remember being like, well, I'm happy to be watching this show, mm-hmm. but I'm not happy to be going through all these hoops to, to get there. I definitely remember the reaction of someone being like, hey, community saved by Yahoo screen. Like, yes, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, I don't know what that means. Well, I'm sure we'll talk a lot about the process of 
Uh, we did a lot in season five of like where we mm. were. Th- this in a different way than season five is nostalgic for me because mm. I remember what I was going through and and how important it was to me when season six was airing. So I'm sure we'll get into that a lot. Mm. Let's get into this first episode. Let's get Let's into ladders. It. Let's do some trivia. Okay, I've got six questions for the sixth season here. Oh, really? I think I've got five. Mm. Wow. So you go first. Way to, way to stay on theme. I know. Um, how many critical emergencies did Annie help save Greendale oh, from? Man. I had a feeling someone was going to ask this. Mm-hmm. 534? Oh, you are like so close. as close as you could possibly 535? be. 535? Was it 535? No. You got all the numbers correct. It's 543. Oh my god, I see. Mm-hmm. So I had the two flips. Yeah, that was so that was, close. that was really that close. Quite count, but I had a good guess. I didn't mm-hmm. write it down or anything. What number is Greendale ranked on the alphabetical list of Colorado colleges? <laughs> is it fifth? Yeah. That's, I love that's so that funny. first line. I, I really like the opening part of the episode. I do too. I love the I... way the Dean's like, now ranked fifth. And then they give away what they're ranked fifth on. is, mm-hmm. And fifth isn't good on any list, really. No. Oh, okay. I think I'm just happy to have the dean doing an announcement at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. It felt like felt like the best of season one and two, you know. It absolutely in that moment felt more connecting the community of now to the community of the pilot more than mm-hmm. like the repilot ever did. Yeah, I agree. Um, what three things make up the good Belushi? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't have a guess. Weird, passionate, and gross. Oh. What? That's one of my questions, but I didn't connect it to the Belushi thing. That's I wrote, so what funny. three themes did Frankie find when researching Greendale? Weird, That's really funny. Gross. So, I guess go ahead, go again. Uh, what <laughs> websites did Chang mention to Abed and Frankie? Reddit and 4chan? Yeah, 4chan's a terrible place. Yeah. Yeah. But now Community is an internet show. I The last time I watched it, I took more like, I like that they're kind of... Mm-hmm. aware of where they are now yeah it's funny because like um, anyone watching the nbc nightly lineup has no f-ing clue what reddit and for especially at that time reddit was not maybe what it reddit is now maybe the weirdos that were watching community would maybe know what but reddit not is. the mainstream audience right. who's turning on nbc for whatever they have on my next question what's on the poster behind abed during the study group packed against frankie like behind the sandwich shop it stuck out. It it stuck out to me, so that's why. I Is it Subway? It. No, it's how to spot a stroke fast. Oh my and god! It's like that's so F-A-S-T. funny. F A S T. Each one's like a different step about how to solve how to spot. A stroke. Why in the kitchen? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, it's the same with whenever there's any sign that says anything. Something happened that yeah. necessitated the sign right being there. there. Um, what is Annie selling at the speakeasy? Uh, vaporizers and Skittles, but yeah. there's other stuff on her tray as well. That's Hell of a combo. Loud. Yeah. Um, how many outfits do we see during the emailing Diane montage on, on Young Abed? Four? That's close. It's five. Five, ah. Did you count the suit from the speakeasy in that? Mm-hmm, because he does, yeah, I did. Okay. It's like a solid shot, 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 shot. I counted. Well, but then he leaves and comes back in a different one for the speakeasy. I didn't count that. I meant just in like that one shot. Ah, uh, yeah, shot, okay. Shot, so I was one short. I I was just shoot. I figured it was in that range, but that, I liked that scene. I liked that. I enjoyed that. Cool. Um, how many <laughs> people did Britta confuse for Leonard at a pharmacy? 
Six. Six. <laughs> That's a lot. Hey, Lin- oh, no, no. Uh, Leonard. Oh, Leonard. Not Leonard oh. either. Leonard. <laughs> that is really funny. Uh, where is Jazz Vicky taking a ride? Green. Glenview Lane. What Down was it? the Choo Choo Avenue. Down the Choo Choo Avenue. Nice. That's uh, my trivia. Jazz Vicky is my favorite Vicky. Um, <laughs> sure. She how, can kind of sing. Yeah. That's really her singing. I, when I first can. heard it, I was like, oh, is that going to be Annie? And then I was like, oh, shit. No, that's Vicky. Yeah, she can kind of sing. I was impressed. Um, how many offices did Jeff and Abed burst into to find Frankie? Four or five? The one Three. that they found her in was the fifth one. The four was the fifth one. Cause so, I but they say four. Went through four offices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a funny bit, too. Yeah. That's my trivia. All right. Well, then let's move right along to the first email session of this final season. And if you've never written into us, uh, but you've listened to us for however long, it's a good time to write in because you've only got so many more chances. We're going to read it. We're going to read it if you email us. And whenever we do our next podcast, of course, we're still going to have people email us and we'll read it on the show. But I think we're going to change up some format and stuff. So if you if you really want to get your message in while we're covering community, uh, just all that stuff, you know. Right. Next week we're doing – oh, man. Uh, next week's a weird title. It's, it's the like one with uh, – yeah, it's a weird title. Lawnmower, Lawnmower Maintenance and, and Postnatal Care. Mm-hmm. That's what's next week. So write us in, can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. Steven, what do we got this week? Oh. All right. So our first email this week is from our good friend, Christine. Uh, Christine says, hello. Christine the evil card. Nice to hear from you. (laughs) Christine says, long time, first time, which I've always wanted to hear someone say to me. I say it all the time. And it's real. They mean that because it's been a long time. It's been a long time. And this is their first time. That's incredible. Hi. Wow. Hi, Christine. Uh, My name is Christine. We've got to appreciate. We've made it. We got first time long timed. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow, look at us. Who does that? That's a feather in our cap. It is puppet. All right. Um, My name is Christine. I met elusive patron who joined a month ago and hasn't been heard from since. Sorry about that. Anyway, I've been busy and wanted to wait up until I. I've been busy and wanted to wait until I caught up on the pod before emailing, and I hope I can get this one in with at least a minute to spare. You did great. You sure did. Um, I got into community back in October of 2020 and subsequently found some podcasts shortly thereafter. Advanced Community Studies, Welcome to Greendale, and then I found y'all in 2021, and it's been fabulous ever since. Friends of the show, we just did... I'm not uh, familiar with either of those. I thought we were the only one, to my knowledge. We're we're good. We're good pals. But of course, we just had Jillian on, yeah. and y'all know we've had Kevin on a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Good friends. Good friends. Um, I'm very excited for this season. It might not be my favorite, but it is fun, and I love that we end the show with more grounded community college antics uh, that the show initially started with. I also had started Criminal Minds during the pandemic, so Mm -hmm. seeing Paget Brewster come on as Frankie made me so happy. I love her character. Now let's get into trivia. Act trivia! Throwback. Nice. let's Let's throw a flavor of the week. I'm tasting something... Something a little, a little irony. Mm-hmm. You know, I've uh, so I've got a a, a little container, a jar or oh. bowl isn't the right term. I've got a. Oh, there was, yeah, there was definitely, yeah, I'm pick. Uh, there was definitely shards of glass in that one. Oh yeah, well, well, that's because this week's I'm bleeding. flavor. That's my blood. The iron was my blood. I'm bleeding. 
Yeah, this uh, this week's flavor is an actual bottle of Corona, glass and all. They grind it up. They they just uh, mash uh, it into there. Yeah. Uh, with lime flavored yogurt. Again, not it's because yogurt. they can't legally call it yogurt. No, it's it doesn't not. have any yogurt product in it. It's actually could not be further from yogurt. It hurts. It's honestly mostly glass. Yeah, it hurts mm-hmm. a lot. A little bit of yellow food coloring. Uh, which has a very pungent uh, smell. I don't think Yeah, the it's... lime is just how it looks. It doesn't taste like lime. It tastes like glue. Yeah. There's, there's glue in there, too. There's, there's, you don't know this. There's glue to keep the uh, well, it's, it's, the label it's trying to hold the, the glass, glass together, but it doesn't quite work. Yeah, they really focused on the bottle part and less so on the beer yeah. inside. Mm. Yeah. So thanks. Well, uh... thanks for the email, Christian. Let's move right on. No time. <laughs> <laughs> um, just two trivia questions today okay. uh, from our pal Christine. Uh, Greendale is now the fifth on Colorado's alphabetical list of community colleges. What school went defunct <laughs> to make that possible? It's That's like uh, the Fat, Fat Boy, Boy Slim. Slim's something. Yeah. School for what. gifted children. Um, I don't what, think it was that. What question? It's a college. Yeah. Why would it be the school for gifted children? They're gifted. That's why they're in college. Okay, they're in college. Okay. Yeah, they're very gifted. Um, what questions does Abed consider important? There are four. We'll accept two. Um, oh. Um, what? It's like, where's what the Pierce real? hologram was one of them. Where's the Pierce hologram is great. What is I don't God? remember all the existential ones. It's like, is there a God? What is real? Yeah. Um, I'm just going to go with those two and hedge my bets. I feel like that's Yeah, close. we've got God. We've got what's what's re- what's real. We've got uh-huh. where's oh, the Pierce? Oh, what happened to that girl? I, no, no, that was no. earlier. That wasn't his question. That questions. wasn't there. Uh, oh, because I'm before. sure you're wondering what's going on. What happened to that yeah. girl I was dating? Yeah. Um, now for funny moments. Uh, Frankie's straight reaction to Jeff's I can't teach with free-flowing sobriety was hilarious perfection, especially when you think about Jeff being a sort of Dan placeholder. That was pretty funny. Um, Annie's, are you sure she wasn't actually being condescending? Um, And then Abed says, yep, learn to pick up on that one. (laughs) That (laughs) That was really funny. funny. Um, All of Chang's non sequiturs in the scene with Abed and Frankie, especially Ken's delivery of, you guys ever heard of the Slender Man? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was, Chang was great in this episode. I'm going to spoil, Chang is not my MVP, but Chang was very, very, very funny. Chang, when... um... When, like, Abed's not good at C-H-A-N-G-E. He's like, I can spell. Screw you, Abed. Screw you. (laughs) Yeah. That's really funny. Uh, (laughs) And then Todd, just all of Todd. Love to see Todd. Yeah. Love Todd. Um, Frankie's whole bit in the underground bar, the way Paget's body moves, she says, fart is, again, hilarious perfection. I love when she's like, Leonard, you are old and so your opinion is less valid i don't really i don't really mean i'm just trying to yeah (laughs) that was really funny um now i forgot to pick an mvp and i'm losing time to send this so i guess i'll just miss that this week you forgot you 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 forgot and didn't have time to write an mvp but you had time to write about how you had forgotten an mvp well there's more to come after it too Um, (laughs) i'm very just write frankie or uh, or whatever and move on and then she like she, she did a great job of 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 doing the the this guy like that's Nobody excellent. Can see you. This is a child of the internet because that's Nobody like a Japanese character. About. The that's shrug in there. The shrug. Yeah. It's like the 
a dash, then a slash, then an underscore, about, yeah. then a parenthesis, then a Japanese symbol for, I think, she, maybe? Um, and then, boom, like, boom, boom. Uh, I'm very excited for the next week because, one, Keith David, and two, I finally yeah. get a week off from my big girl job so I can finally watch the pre-show live. I Yay. felt like a fraud being a patron and not emailing or popping on the stream, but what better time than the last season, right? We're happy to have you anytime. What, are you implying that 12.30 p.m. on a Thursday afternoon is the perfect time? That's not the perfect time for a live stream for an adult audience podcast. Come on. Every person I've ever asked to come to the live stream is like, uh, I'm at work. <laughs> um, also, sorry for uh, any weird formatting on this email. I can't access my Gmail on my work computer, so this is all being typed on my phone. Huge procrastinator over here. You did, but you didn't have time to tell week. us who your favorite character was. <laughs> <laughs> we really got the whole story on how the email came to be yeah i like it maybe <laughs> she wrote it out of order like she like wrote it backwards and then still mm. didn't have to for anybody still didn't have time. um you two are hilarious and i can't wait to find out what you'll be doing once you finish the show see y'all next week christine i think it's gonna be crystal meth and gay porn hey you is what we're gonna be uh, doing um Trivia answers. Uh, Fat Boy Slim's DJ school. DJ so same school. thing for gifted children. Um, and the questions were: What is real? What is sanity? Is there a god? And where's that Pierce sanity. hologram? Three of four. Yeah. Look at us. Good job. Next up, we've got an email from our good friend uh, Timothy. Um, Timothy says, "Love the show. I started listening around when you uploaded." Isn't, this isn't. Timothy Tamothy. This, this is, is not new. Timothy Tamothy. Okay. Um, this is a new Timothy. I don't know how soon I can let a new Tam into my Well, that's life. why I'm reading Timothy, not... I guess mm-hmm. we do need a replacement for the old Tim Tam. I guess this one will do just as fine. Tim Tam! Tim you Tam! Good to have you. Welcome uh, back. <laughs> I started listening around when you uploaded episode one of season five, and I'm finally caught up. That's so impressive how people like catch up to the show. We put this so out every much. week. And do you really listen to all two hours of it? Do you listen to us say the Facebook every week? Do you listen to the two-minute intro at the beginning of the episode every week? Because, honestly, Zach edits this, and I don't even think Zach listens to all of it all the way through. I My head is in other places, yeah. I have gotten very good at doing other things while editing this program. That's why I forget to censor f- all the time. I found one recently. There was an episode not too long ago where the audio is uh, not synced up at the like for a chunk of it. What do you mean? There's like yours is happening twice. Because I think it's like synced up, but then like there was like an edit or something that happened, and so yours is like a little bit really off. But I think the Zoom audio is there too. Maybe is what happened, and so everything you say is twice, and everything I say is like in line. Whoa! When did that happen? I had no idea. It happened fairly. It was an episode Danny was watching not too long ago, but it wasn't like the most recent episode or anything. I was like, well, it was. It wasn't the. Was it one of the season finale episodes? Maybe. Is it bad enough that I should try to fix it? It's for like. 20 seconds of the two oh, hour podcast. I don't it's, care about yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it was... That probably is... Uh, that's I why I didn't it, say anything, it was like a short thing. It's probably because I made an edit and I used... I used the Zoom audio to... How is this part of the podcast? I used the Zoom audio to like link everything back up sometimes. Yeah. Because... And then I probably like forgot to take the Zoom audio back out. So mm-hmm. it like... Okay. Yeah, it was a minor Where thing. were we? Where uh, were we? I started listening Let's see around you uploaded... <laughs> okay, finally caught up. I really appreciate the podcast and both of you. I will do my best to get emails in on time going forward. 
and I have a busy life, so no promises. Weird f***ing flex, Timothy, all right? You got shit yeah, going on? on? Good for you. I already don't like new Tim Tam. <laughs> uh, trivia with answers at the bottom. Tim I appreciate that. has got a them. job now, I guess. Danny always gets matched. Like, how did you guys not get those answers? And I'm like, because you didn't put answers at the bottom. Don't come at us because you half-ass your email. Yeah. Yeah. Don't mess with us. It's kind of f***ed up that that's how you talk to your girlfriend. We, we brought you into this world. <laughs> <laughs> we made up your fake Patreon yeah. account to pay mm -hmm. ourselves. Danny, there was never a Danny. There never the has been. The time she was on the pre-show, it was just a second me in a wig. Yeah. <laughs> the glasses. Should have been able to tell. Yeah. Um, what year did Leonard throw the first Frisbee under Greendale's roof? Ooh. Was it 1984? I'll go with that. Sure. Seems right, right? Um, what three themes does Frankie say Greendale is perceived as? It's weird, it's passionate, and it's gross. Yes. Um, whose name is on the door sign that Abed cleans in his montage? Duncan. Aw, cute. Did you not see that? He cleans. Like, I saw Professor, but then my eyes yeah. didn't perceive the dunk. Yep. Um, who do they not serve in the secret bar? I don't know. I don't either. I missed that line. Yeah. Wow. Um, the email continues. So, honorable mention to Abed because he's great in this episode. He yeah. makes me laugh consistently, and the montages are my favorite part of the episode. And my MVP has to be Frankie for this being her intro episode and truly her being a humble outsider who came in and rocked it. Watching Absolutely. her go back and forth with the study group and then realize I'm just a different type of f***ed up and these people can be my family. Aw, sweet. I will say that I wish they had more of her growing in attachment throughout the episode. I feel like it would have landed more if she had more interaction and back and forth uh, with more than just Abed. Love to hear our thoughts on that. I think it works because the joke is that she goes to this other place for an interview and when she's like, I'm the person that gets stuff done and I'm the boss and what I say goes and the people that are normal are like, that's awful. That sounds horrible. Yeah. We can't work here. So that's why she goes back to Greendale and why she is really willing to take the apology and go back is because she can go be the boss there in the weird way that she likes to be the boss. Yeah. I will say that I, I think there could have maybe been more of like, sure. Uh, she and Britta and she and Annie don't really have a moment where they reconcile. So maybe that happened separately. Um, it would have yeah. been nice if Frankie was a part of the moment where the study group decides that they're not against her anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. Um, I, funniest moments. Abed cleaning and uh, clothes changing montages. Frankie's freak out in the secret bar. Uh, Leonard's like tears and rain to which Garrett says what with a perplexed, perplexed face <laughs> um, and not a necessarily funny moment, but I love Abed and Frankie's conversation about her place in the group as it would relate to a TV show. Meta meta. Um, quick note in regards to the season five round table and Hickey season five for me would be missing a load without Hickey in my opinion. Yes. All I'm going to say is best Hickey, best Hickey voice. I watched my third wife die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta have a hickey in your load. You gotta have it's a just hickey. Not a full load. Um, you know what we didn't do? Huh? We didn't shout at our patrons or dad. 
And it's great time to shout out our $10 and up patrons over patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Danny M. Lugo, Mary Baker Budisa, Brian Thurman, uh, Taylor Ace, and Planeswalker Prez. Uh, Brokeback Bebop, you can't disappoint show. Give us your money, 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 money. And also a big old fat, veiny, throbbing, uh, uh, warm, uh, bloody mm. <laughs> shaft Tight. of a, of a hello to our papa at communities on twitter you know he admitted to being my dad for one day only Mm -hmm. for my birthday that was really sweet that was nice yeah he like he truly wished me a happy birthday you know what's fucked up he didn't to me last year you know what's fucked up what that'll be the only happy birthday i get from a dad (laughs) hey sure it's fucked up but isn't it also oddly beautiful it is nice that because of this community podcast i now have have a dad Thanks, Dan Harmon. Um, <clears throat> okay, trivia answers for our friend Timothy. Uh, 1974, I was 10 years off. Mm. Um, weird, passionate, gross, pressure Duncan, and then Dan Harmon is who the bar wouldn't serve, apparently. Oh, there's the sign in the back that says, do not serve this man. And I had trouble totally making out who it was, actually. Ah, I never quite saw that it was Dan. Um, Thank you both. Talk more soon. Thanks, Timothy. Uh, You know, you almost lost us, but we we brought you right back in because uh, you agreed with us. So, nice. Uh, Next up, we've got an email from our homie G. That's the, the, the... The A-OK from the UK, our buddy Artie. Wow. Yeah, Artie says, hi, Zach and Steven. (laughs) Hi. Uh, Hope you're both doing great. I'm both happy and sad that we're at season six. Yeah, I feel that this email is going to be really long, so without further ado, here are my thoughts on ladders. Also, bonus points to Artie. Great font size in in their email. It's big. I can read it. Yeah. I like it. Um. I wasn't a fan of the last couple episodes of Season 5, so by comparison, the first episode of Season 6 is honestly amazing. It's not faultless, but it is funny and engaging. I enjoyed seeing a young Leonard, and it's hilarious that they just slapped a wig on Richard Erdman and don't attempt to make him look That's any more That's not what it is. That's not Richard actor. Erdman. That's not Richard Erdman. They told no. on the... Com- the commentary for this season isn't on the DVD, and it's only Dan Harmon, like, drunk rambling nice. by himself in, in, for every episode. But it's someone who worked on the show. I don't know if it was, like, a light person or a supervisor of some sort. It's just a, a staffer from the show who they decided to cast as a slightly younger Leonard. Strike it's not one Richard for Artie. But uh, it looks a lot like him. So it does cool look a lot like him. him. I didn't think yeah. it was him, but it looks like a middle-aged version of him i guess or not even middle like early late age yeah uh another moment that tickles me every time is when the save greendale committee being very territorial over shirley's seat but we're okay with frankie sitting in pierce's seat uh shirley's in tag was long enough yeah shirley's in tag was also brilliant and i kind of want to see this corny detective spinoff show as well as abed's sci-fi movie pitch that frankie interrupted about timosaurs Uh, Surely it can't be much worse than Jurassic World Dominion. Nice. Uh, My favorite line in the episode is actually Britta's, don't make it more dramatic than it is. It's a blood oath to defy evil. That was good. It was interesting to see how quick Frankie was to infantilize Abed for being neurodivergent by telling him that he doesn't know any better, but also interesting to see that while Abed was taken aback and clearly hurt, Britta and Annie really enjoyed seeing Frankie slip up, despite the fact that she upset their friend. 
That, of course, wasn't cool of them, especially as practically everyone in the main study group has been guilty of ah, infantilizing Abed at one point. Sometimes neurotypical people suck. It's fair. All right. Next up, she says, One last thing that I want to bring up is that there's an alternative scene of Annie getting injured where instead of being pulled out of yep. the latter's classroom in a stretcher, Jeff runs into what I assume is the nurse's office to see Annie sat upright and appearing to not be injured at all. Um, there's a YouTube link. Um, a yeah, lot of commenters... there's that scene. They mentioned it on the commentary because before the episode came out, there's this shot that uh, was like a promo photo that was like Annie and Jeff looking longingly at each other, and it's not in the episode because mm. it was from that scene that they changed. They changed it because Annie didn't seem like she had just gotten hurt. Yeah. Um, a lot of commenters from the video when I last watched it expressed that they preferred this alternate version because there's a teeny bit of romantic tension in the scene. But I feel like the addition of the stretcher and neck brace in the following scene was a better comedic choice. And truth be told, I don't shift Jeff and Annie in the slightest. You're back in our good graces, Artie. You're on the That's right how show. you do it. You're on the right show. Um, apologies for no trivia this week, but I do have an MVP for the episode. It has to go to Frankie. In part because after several rewatches, I still don't fully understand why Britta and Annie feel threatened by her being competent and doing doing her job. I understand why Jeff doesn't like her. She came between him and his I understand why boots. Annie is. Um, I like her role as a straight woman, both in this episode and in the season overall. Yeah, I get why Annie would be, like, a little bit... I think they'd but... come around on each other, but I... It's oh, I hope so. Um, looking forward to hearing your thoughts of the episode and the last season overall. And I'm excited to hear about whatever shows you plan on dissecting afterwards. Yes. Artie. Alf. P.S. In my uh, last email, I dropped in the phrase, um, had a bit of a Barney, and it was 100% written in the intent of baiting either of you into attempting an East London accent again. Glad to know it worked. It doesn't take much. I can tell Steven wants to do it again right now. I do. <laughs> had a bit of a Barney! <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I, I had a bit of a Barney. I'm going to be late. Sorry, I'm going to be late to the work. first time. <laughs> I had a bit of a Barney. Nice. I like it. You know what British thing I like? Yeah. I like the phrase taking a piss. Like are yeah, you, are you taking piss. a piss? Yeah. Yeah. Or you can and take also the piss. saying yeah. somebody bend it. That's good. Like they like crash into something's bend it. Like they try that's think, real. No, you I watch a lot of just... F one. Um and then another one I like is absolutely mullered. If Artie could add oh, any yeah. insight to that one, that'd be great. Thanks, Artie, for writing in. Um, next up, we've got an email from our friend, Brandon. Wow. Shout out to everyone writing in this week. Thanks. We'd love yeah. to hear from you guys. Um, yeah. it's cool to hear. Thanks for ensuring that, that this is going to be in a two and a half hour podcast. Yeah. Um, everyone that wrote in this week, like, yeah, for real, didn't write in before season five. So that's pretty cool. That's true. That's pretty cool. Um, season six on first watch. Oh, sorry. Brandon said, Hey guys, didn't mean to take away your greeting. Brandon. Also, they have less time to ditch us. So maybe it won't have the sting that, that your, uh, what was the MJs have had? MJs. You know, we, I forgot about it. Sometimes Daniel asks, she's like, she's like, is MJ okay? And I'm like, I really don't know. Like, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Because it, it surely wasn't anything we did or said. <laughs> I don't know what the state of the Philippines is like right now, but. Know. MJ, like, fought through time zone battles for mm -hmm. this. Hope, mm -hmm. hope he's all right. Um, Brandon, not to detract from you. Yeah. Uh, hey, guys. Season six. On first watch, I was kind of lukewarm on this season, and I think binging the show hurts it on an initial watch. 
With half the main cast gone and longer episodes slash darker humor, the show feels quite different from even season 5. On rewatches, once I knew what to expect with the new characters and group dynamics, I like it way more. There are a ton of hilarious moments and bits, and some of the end tags become short films since they didn't have to adhere Mm -hmm. to 22-minute episodes. Ken Jong has said on his podcast that Dan likes this season the most, and it's evident that he had the most creative freedom here, for better or worse. Ladders is a great season opener. Frankie gets introduced, and her talk with Abed early in the episode is especially great. Abed's monologue to her, monologue to her, not monologue. that monologue. (laughs) Yeah, Abed's monologue to her about the state of the show is really funny and meta. It is also interesting to see the group rebelling against Frankie and making the school a worse place for the sake of keeping (laughs) things the same after they worked to save Greendale all of last season. Yeah, I I will say, so I don't always like, I didn't like the meta stuff at the end of season five. I like the meta stuff in, in this episode. Sure. I think it's it's done very tastefully, <laughs> which if there's something that I can't live without, it's it's something done tastefully. If Steven's a man of anything, it's of taste. He's a yeah. man of taste. As you can tell by the anime figures behind my head, Zach. For everyone watching at home. Nope. Um, <laughs> favorite funny moments uh, Britta's shut up Leonard is maybe the best one in the series I want <laughs> I don't know if um, I'd go that far but it's a good I, one it's a good one uh, I once mistook six people for you at a pharmacy that's it's gold that's, that's really pretty good, good. Um, Shirley's in tag the butcher and the baker is awesome too the noose and the drawer gag always cracks me up and the melodramatic dialogue feels very NBC crime drama mm-hmm. also Shirley looked amazing mm-hmm. um Honorable mentions to Garrett, the failed sign spinner, and the dean's phone bit, and Abed's pretzel friendship test. Trivia. What was 80% of the collapsed roof rubble composed of? Styrofoam, right? Is that true? Yeah. I don't remember. That's Because the dean's always fine. It was like styrofoam. You know what's crazy? The whole point of the Frisbee thing. Uh-huh. Those pillars that are in the cafeteria that have the designs on them. There yeah. were not pillars there before on the set. When they moved their set from the lot they used to be on to the set they were on now, they were literally downstairs from Parks and Rec. Mm. So they had to literally put beams in their set to hold it up. So they made a bit in the show to explain why now they have these new load-bearing pillars in the cafeteria. Are you serious? Yeah. They, they, That's hilarious. So, it's so important to them that there's just not random pillars all of a sudden. There has to be That's a really canon funny. reason for it. I think it's funny. That's good. Um, why does Annie initially not like Frankie? Shrug. Don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Specifically. Um, whose office sign is Abed polishing in his first working montage? Professor Duncan. Um, There are two photos hanging at Britta's bar in the speakeasy who is pictured. Dan Harmon's one of them. If one of them's Dan, was the other one Shirley? Was it? I think so. Okay. Um, Why was one of Frankie's costume police officers dressed as a carrot? They ran out of- Because they ran out. That was really funny. I laughed really, really hard at that. Because I didn't notice the carrot at first, but then I did. And it's it's really funny. Um, MVP. This was a toss-up between Frankie and Abed for me, but I'll go Abed. He makes the rest of the group come around to liking Frankie and gives her a chance in the first place. And I related to his boredom with emailing invoice confirmations to Diane way too much. Uh, Final note, the frisbee slash roof collapse scene at the beginning was really well done. I assume some of the frisbees were CGI, but Garrett sliding through the doors looks really convincing. It does. Um, I probably missed some funny moments, but I really enjoy this episode. Next, we get the Dean in VR and Britta's parents, which seems to be a bit more divisive for various reasons. Thanks, Brandon. 
Well, thanks, Brandon, for writing in. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Is it the last one? That was, yeah, that was everyone. Thanks. That was a good everybody, crew. Thanks for a loaded mailbox this week. And again, get in on the action. Can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com. Next week is lawnmower maintenance and postnatal care. And we record the show on Thursdays. So get it in by Thursday morning and we'll, we'll, have, we'll have a time. We'll have a time. Steven, you know what time it is. Zach, do you know how long it's been since I watched this episode? Yeah, we've done a lot of stuff. How long it's, even if it had just been since the moment we pressed record on this podcast. Yeah. It would have been a while. It has been, so I, I watched it at 9 a.m. today. And it's, it's now it's about 2 o'clock. It's going on 2 o'clock, yeah. It's been five hours. Uh-huh. I, how are you feeling? I do, I'm going to do better than you did on Bebop today. I did great. You got a four. We don't. We don't even scale on. <laughs> we numbers. don't use numbers to grade, and I could, I did get a four. Uh, well, that oh, means I'm gonna do great, Zach. One I'm thing be it's time to find out. Did baby did. boy star Steven watch the Steven. episode this week? Watch the episode this week. Clock ready. You've got 20 seconds. Why the to f- did I just pull out my timer? Like, prove keep if you, you should honest. live or die because we've done so much today. Who knows what we're doing or <laughs> yeah. who's in charge or <laughs> if there's a God or why we exist. Are you ready? I think so. All right. Let's see how this goes. Three, two, one, go. Uh, everyone's back at the school. There's so many frisbees on the roof. It collapses. That's not good because the green joke could be missed it. So they bring in Frankie because she's going to help insurance and make everything work well. But then everyone hates her except for Abed because she wants to make the school safe. And they made the school safe. So then they open a speakeasy um, because Jeff wants to drink and she doesn't want to drink. But Abed's like, maybe she's not so bad. So Abed helps them all become friends again. Um, in the speakeasy, Abed starts Stop. drinking. You didn't do too bad. I didn't do too bad. I had no idea. I thought I had like 10 seconds left. So I was going to like backtrack. You needed an ending to it. Yeah. Huh. I mean, sure, there are probably a lot of things that you could have mentioned that you didn't. Mm -hmm. But it's also been a while since I've watched the episode. So I'm feeling (laughs) a B on that one. It wasn't super confident, but it got a lot of important stuff across. I'm feeling a B. Thank you, Zach. And let's continue this train going because, Jesus, do we have a lot to do. Let's talk about some favorite funny moments from this week's episode. Let's do that. Let's uh, rapid fire. I've got a few. few Let's rapid. My first, the whole uh, thing with like the uh, as leader of the white people, I'm here to say you have nothing to worry about. And then the dean comes in. Everybody meet New Shirley. That was and really it's a funny. white lady. That was funny. Um, I thought the whole frisbee bit at the beginning was really funny. Come on, Leonard, you're gonna bogart that frisbee all day. That was really fucking funny. Um, Garrett. Yeah, we. That's. Uh, are you still talking about that, or are you rapid firing without me? I'm still on the same one. Okay, then keep going. Yeah, that like leading to Garrett like sliding in was really funny too. Um, you make you may go now. Thank you. Uh, I liked a lot Abed mentioning the Pierce hologram. That was a really good meta callback for me. He's like, "Where is this Pierce hologram? If there's a Pierce ghost, I want to get a head start on busting it." I thought that was funny. <laughs> I thought that Chang's my probably favorite Chang line of the whole episode was when he's like, "You can pin it all on me. I've been reliving this day for a thousand, for a thousand years." years. <laughs> Uh, Britta, when she's like, she called Annie a bitch. Well, she didn't call Annie a bitch. She called Annie a stuck-up bitch who who (laughs) says too much. I thought that was a funny moment. (laughs) That was good. Um, the whole bit with the dean and his phone, and then when he came back, it was like, oh, yeah, no, my phone was just jammed in my pocket. It does happen. 
Um, I really like the awkward silence between Todd and Abed when Abed wasn't picking up what Todd was throwing down about the speakeasy. They just look at each other for a really long time, and it made me laugh. Something that you get out of these streaming episodes, you can have the characters just stare at each other for like 10 seconds and feel the awkwardness. Um, Garrett as the failed sign spinner was really funny. I also like Britta's line about that where she was like, we're a restaurant and a cafeteria. Traffic wasn't the option, wasn't the (laughs) issue. Uh, The last thing I wrote down was, why is that guy a carrot? Yeah, the carrot cop was great. I think the montages were really funny. Um, The whole bit with Frankie, like, not being able to sit in Shirley's seat was really good. Um, Yeah, just Chang throughout the whole episode, really, really funny. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. I really like this episode. I think it's a great start to the season. I was thinking as we watched it this time that with all the attention that Community got after being canceled and and, and renewed or uncanceled or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, if someone decided to tune in to Yahoo screen, nobody did, so they didn't have to worry yeah. about this. This wouldn't have been the worst first episode to see. This would have been a pretty good one. I think that there would have been some stuff they didn't get, but they didn't need to. I think that You'd it's funny enough, enough on enough to own. watch this season. Well, and they quite literally do a recap at the beginning, like just to say who everyone is, which a is really what funny and clever do. one though. Too, yeah, that gives a nice little bit for everybody. I don't know. This episode made me laugh a lot. I think they and Paget do a phenomenal job of weaving frankie into this world of her being a different type of character that kind of in the hickey way allows for humor to come out in a different way she's funny because she's not funny which yeah. i find very funny uh, yeah, a lot of I, things are great yeah go ahead and i like paget brewster but mm-hmm. i remember not thinking too much either way about frankie like i thought she was a fine addition to the show but i really really enjoyed her in this episode when you're a little farther removed from all the people that are leaving, it's a lot easier to mm-hmm. really appreciate what we still had. And I think this episode shows that community still has plenty, even with three of the Greendale seven gone. Yeah. Let's dive in. It's a long ass episode. And so is this. So let's dive in. Hit. I think the episode, the way that it starts with the Dean making announcements, getting a nice outside shot for the first time in a long time, seeing a lot of students walking around the Greendale campus, it instantly feels like the show, I think, has a little bit more money. Yeah. And I think it feels like season one a lot, but in a a season one with the knowledge of the last five seasons or whatever. Yeah, I love the bits about, like, each character when we get going. I mean, Jeff's still a bit of an asshole. Him pretending to plug in (laughs) his car without it being electric. Britta's is so funny that she's got this, like, she's pretending to be homeless to make homeless awareness. Like, it could be anybody. But it's because she's homeless and she's living in that tent. So freaking funny. That's really funny. Abed, I've got to say, I think Abed is pretty on fire this episode. Oh, yeah. After being a little bit sleepy in season four and five, this episode goes right back to Abed ticking in the way that feels true to him. He feels like a real person. And uh, him talking about the show being a show isn't as far up its own ass as it used to be. I think think Abed's great in this episode. Danny brings in a, a tremendous performance. This is one of my, you know favorite abed episodes and this is this is this is a strong episode for multiple characters um but abed and he's just on fire this whole episode i think i think that this is one of the most um abed has felt like abed to me 
since maybe season two. Like it's it's like he is like Abed in the best way possible. I think maybe you'd eat your words if you looked at some of the stuff, but I see what you're saying, and I don't disagree. I feel like Abed is woken up after being kind of asleep for a long time. Yeah. I really like the whole roof collapse thing. I think it's a funny way to get things started. There's a nice tie-in to what happened last season, so it doesn't feel like a total reset. There yeah. was one thing that the Save Greendale com- uh, committee missed, which is that there's just thousands of frisbees on the roof because all people do is throw their frisbee and get it stuck on the roof of the building it's really funny and one frisbee more is just as many as the roof can take and it starts to collapse (laughs) the 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 cafeteria starts to rain frisbees i have a question so the episode we get we get the classic garrett shouting the problem right there's always garrett shouting what's going on is it funny every time, or is it losing its luster? It's still funny. It's still Eric, funny. Eric Charles Nielsen is a gym. Frisbee. Frisbee. Because it's, it's not like it's not like it's not clear. Yeah, he's like, not warning anybody. There's like fifty there's frisbees quite already. A few frisbees that have already. <laughs> and then there, this what this season does so well, and that it shows from the beginning. Because I remember watching this episode for the very first time and being so excited for new episodes of community and seeing like the young Leonard flashback playing sweet emotion and, and then the like sands and time, the Frisbee crumbling before him. I remember watching it and just being like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) And now years later, I can so much more appreciate all of the non sequiturs that this show has. Yeah, It doesn't matter that it never comes up again. It's funny. Well, and if I don't know that the rest of the season is going to keep up with this exactly, but this episode, I mean, it's not in my top 10 by any means, but I think that it's a very strong episode and that there's not really anything to complain about with it. I even like that in the flashback with Leonard, we see it concurs with what we learned about Greendale at the end of last season. I thought that was kind of funny. I also like that Leonard went there with the intention of going to the computery college, but just was still there. There's some really good Leonard moments in throughout this episode. <laughs> yeah, the they did a great job, and it's because there's so much extra time in the episode. You can but have every all these main moments. character we have left gets some really good moments, and so many of the side characters that we've grown to love so much get some good moments. Mm. The uh, opening is a little bit jarring with all it's the extra sad. cootie the catcher cootie things. Catcher's it really got a sad. lot of extra spaces. But what I do appreciate is a lot of other shows would just shorten the theme song. Mm-hmm. And I the community theme song does so well for setting you up for the show that I think it's good that we still get to hear the entire refrain. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, there's, like, three or four extra drawings without a name mm. or anything on them, and they, they, they land on them for a while. It, it, it is a little jarring. It's yeah. A lot of people have left. I don't know why Britta called Neil Fat Neil there, but... And that's the joke, is that they're such bad people that she's... That's fair. She doesn't uh, know. She thinks Garrett is... Mistaking them for each other, yeah. So, yeah, we get our classic around the, the study table scene, and it does feel a little emptier. Mm-hmm. Uh, this season's going to do better with building a uh, an ensemble to tell stories off of. But it does, like, I, if you go right from the end of season five even to here, I feel like it feels a little bit quieter, a little bit airier. Not in a bad way. The jokes still fly. Well, the room is also quite a bit emptier. There's, like, nothing, because nobody's using it to study. So there's just, like, I mean, there's still stuff around, but it doesn't feel as alive. Like, nobody's hosting a halloween party in the study room you know 
How do you feel about the way that the episode writes off Shirley? If Shirley had actually gotten like, appropriate screen time and things like that, I would oh, have sure. no issue with it. Because it's like, okay, this character's going. I think the intag is really, really funny with her in it. But I, I think that it would have been nice to have this person that's been on the show since day one get some sort of sending off Meaningful episode. Because ending. even Pierce, after he was fired from the fucking show, still got that's an episode. That's a good point. And that's shitty. That's a good point. I that I feel both ways about it because on one hand, Shirley leaving to be the live at home baker that helps solve mysteries makes literally the exact amount of sense as mm-hmm. LeVar Burton in a boat sailing the yeah. world. It's what you said though is what's problematic. It's that the show has proven in the past that it can say goodbye to a character without that character meaningfully. Mm-hmm. And in this episode, they send off Shirley the same way they treated her when we had her, which is Shirley's gone and let's move on. That's okay. Yeah. It's shitty. If anything, that's my issue with this episode, but it it's they not... handle it fine because yeah. on one hand, the show, she quit the show and the show did what they could with that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I like when I was like, did she spin off? And then Britta, nobody spins off Abed and then literally describes the plot of a television show. <laughs> she went off with her uncle or not. That's not what she did. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? It's this character went off to do this thing with this person. And the the ex-wife is murdered. I don't know. I think it's funny. Yeah. It's a very TV show. Did you think the white people jokes are funny? Chang saying, do any of you yes. white people see what's happening in this group? I do. Well, because they truly are getting rid of all of the minority people. It's one by one. It is true. And even Joel is really funny saying, well, as leader of the white people, yeah, that I was can assure funny. you that you're fine. If one, two punch. There are a lot of great jokes in this episode. Mm-hmm. One, two punch of that being the introduction to Frankie. Shirley <laughs> and Abed and Chang just look at each other. Like, see, that's a white lady. And the teen's like, I'm just kidding. This is Francesca Dart. Um, I really like Frankie. I think she fits into the show really well. She's in this, She feels kind of cut from the same cloth of characters like the school board people, but she's like this hyper-anal person that works in the yeah. bureaucracy of this town. I don't know. I think it makes total sense. I like her a lot. Well, and she is going to fill a nice straight man role that was kind of shared a lot of the time by characters. But she's so – that's what makes Frankie so funny is that she's so straight man that she's on the opposite direction back to mm-hmm. being crazy with everybody else. Yeah. And she says she says she comes from a whole family of people who are literally insane. So <laughs> the Dean phone bit is so funny. Jim Rash is really great in this episode. He gets funny mm-hmm. bits throughout. The, suddenly, the, the show proves that with a couple less characters, they really have time for each of them to do something. Yeah. It is nice that they do make a meal out of it not being okay to sit where Shirley sat because we're not quite over that yet. Totally. But sure, Pierce, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, who cares? I like this runner. Uh, I think this says a lot about why Annie and Frankie buttheads, the moment where Frankie pulls out her binder and it's all sleek and black, and it makes Annie, who's just as detail-oriented, a little bit insecure about her colorful, Mm -hmm. fuzzy binder that she has. And there are a couple of weird little moments between them and a nice moment at the end that kind of follow that thread that I like a lot. I really like the way that Paget delivers all of her lines as Frankie in this matter-of-fact way. Well, I think one of the strengths that community always seems to have is that the people that are on it are good actors. 
And yeah. so when you have somebody who's like a who's a really quality actor like Paget mixed Brewster, with some really quality writing, yeah, it like no matter what it is, it works it so well. It absolutely does. Though there, she gets a couple of segments in this episode where she just lists things, and it's funny. Like mm-hmm. here, where she talks about all the different classes that Greendale actually has, a class called ladders, and when is it okay to shake a baby? <laughs> More to that class than you'd think. Yeah. So she's here to say that she's in charge. She's going to corral a little bit of the craziness that goes on at Greendale, cut some of the unnecessary, silly, cartoony fat, and, mm-hmm. and make it a little bit more of a, a real place, which turns off the study group because they're at this point where they thought they had saved Greendale. They'd fixed it. And yeah. now there's this lady coming to tell them that, no, this place is still <laughs> This place is still garbage. You know, I really like Gillian in this episode. I like every. We're gonna say that about everyone. I think even Britta has some really nice reaction moments in this episode. Britta it, has an interesting episode for me. Okay, tell me why. I don't dislike her. Yeah, but I think that maybe she's a little too bitter throughout the entire episode. And I understand she's having it rough right now. Like she's sleeping in a tent outside and having to run Shirley's sandwich. Place. So maybe that's where it's coming from. Uh, but it's 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 pretty harsh. I think I like Britta in this episode because this episode has enough time for us to see what happens when these characters just like sit around and hang out. Mm-hmm. And it, it feels like watching them really live in the skin of their characters. And I thought Britta had some nice moments there. I didn't notice her being that harsh. I'm going to have to pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess that is a thing. You ever get your phone lodged in your pocket? Actually, yeah, I have a pretty fucking big phone. The way when the dean is like, so yeah, uh, anyway, um, so I, what is it that you, what were you talking to me about? I thought it was really funny. The way that he mm-hmm. just trails off and keeps going, not convincing. <laughs> is it you don't like Britta as the disgruntled sandwich shop employee? Not even the sandwich shop part. It's more so when she's not actually at the sandwich. Like, even just like before when she was like, what a bitch when Paget left the room. That moment was weird to me. The part when pa- – that's the one moment in this episode that I thought they could have tightened it up with editing a little bit better. Mm-hmm. When Britta stares at Frankie after she calls her a loser, it yeah. just lasts a hair too long. Mm-hmm. But while they're having a little disagreement, uh, Jeff shows up. He's upset because he realizes that all the alcohol is gone, which is makes sense. It's a school. You don't necessarily yeah. <laughs> just need alcohol all over the place. But that's not going to work for Frankie or for Jeff. And he and Frankie have a little spat about it, leading to uh, Jeff having to come to terms with whether or not he's an alcoholic. He'll say no. He won't. Does, come say, to does terms he come it. to terms with it? He won't come to terms with it. But it's brought into question. <laughs> I think Joel delivers that really well. To what? No. <laughs> dean. And then the dean stops the student, takes their phone. So, hey. And yes, I can talk. <laughs> yes, I and can walks talk. away. <laughs> and Jeff just accepts that. He's like, damn it. He got me. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Annie shows up and she's showing all of her list to kind of, I don't know, think like, oh, Frankie, I'm you too. I'm doing what you're doing. You don't mm. have to worry about it. I got this stuff. And just in the short time Frankie's been here, all the stuff on Annie's she's list. She's getting shit done. She's getting it done. <laughs> plunge deported and exhumed. Deep peanut buttered <laughs> and she kind of condescendingly this is pretty to annie's pretty binder oh you know what's funny the, uh, my favorite chang moment that i didn't even mention when it happened when frankie's first introduced in the study room and then she leaves chang says it was good to see you again professor slater <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that awesome? 
That's incredible. Yeah. And it's really like, it's an improv. It's blink and you'll miss it, but it's really funny. Shows that even the actors like know this show really, really well. Yeah. If I'm going to say anything about this episode, the whole how can you change Greendale without it stopping being Greendale, I feel like that's what the last episode was about. Yes. Correct. I love this outdoor scene with Abed and Frankie. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything about it from Abed like filming a movie on his own. Abed and Frankie. Yeah. I, I, I love it. I, I love that this episode is showing that, no, when Abed's by himself, he doesn't just stop doing stuff. He's going to still make yeah. the same movies that he and Troy would make. He just has to play all the parts now. Mm-hmm. I really like the way Danny delivers the, in 12 hours, these dinosaurs will become, oh, God, dinosaurs. Okay, I can re-record that later. I thought it was really funny. Yeah, that was really funny. Because I'm we can both relate to that, or we'll be, like, recording something or something, someone will come interrupt us, and we're just like, oh, Okay, what? And we like pause it. <laughs> like I, <laughs> we're in the middle of riffing about Jared, the subway guy. We're yeah. really onto something gold. Get out, mom. It's fine. Just remember that you said something about hamburgers, and when we come back, you'll say hamburgers. <laughs> um, I really like this conversation between them. Uh, it helps us get to know Frankie better, and it shows how Abed, I think, has grown he's still himself and he i don't know they're so on opposite sides of the spectrum when it comes to the way that they look at the world and because of that they can find a common ground between the two of them whereas before i think abed would have just rejected her yeah i really like abed's shirt yeah i was trying to kind of figure it out i couldn't totally tell what was going on i think the sun and cloud are like horrified because this cloud is like throwing up throwing up or eating a rainbow yeah Abed's speech here about all of the... This is the meta moment that works really well for me in this episode. Mm -hmm. All of the things people ask about the show versus what sounds like Dan, what he really cares about when making the show. Not about all these little things you bring up, but about, like, what's real? Is there a God? I think that's a good little moment. I think it's great. I I really like um, how mature Abed is here. Because he's still Abed, but he, like you said, he's grown. So he's... He's like he has the best perspective, but he can deliver that perspective that he's had the whole time. But he can deliver it in a way that's accessible to someone else, especially it's not someone excluding like other people anymore. Yeah, and I think that is what makes this Abed so special. And I really like that Frankie is like I don't understand any of this, but I'm not rejecting it. She's like, well, I've never been a character on a show before, but I look forward to it. That sounds yeah. fun. And then she tells a little bit about. Her backstory that she's got, um, what that she that she loves quirky people, and she comes from this big family, and she moved away to take care of one of them, but mm-hmm. she considers herself pretty boring and to the point, and that's something that she likes about herself because she helps quirkier people turn it into into results. She can help the the crazies, whether they're good or bad crazies. I don't know. It's yeah. an interesting angle, and it just shows me that Frankie is a really well thought out character with with a distinct wants and needs and i don't know i think it works really well yeah me too i i really like just how they interact together because they they are a good pair even though they couldn't be more different this is something the season does a couple times what do you think about the text bubble thing with annie's face it's fine it's kind of cute yeah when she makes the crazy frown is what she says and she says it out loud she makes the face (laughs) crazy frown it's cute Mm-hmm. So Abed's kind of torn because he makes this connection with Frankie, and uh, Frankie wants his help, 
But uh, the study group and Abed's best friends are kind of working against Frankie for reasons mm-hmm. that he doesn't quite agree with. So this next season goes deeper into that with Abed and the study group. Uh, what do you think about the study group being so anti-Frankie, about them like hating her and just wanting to poo-poo on her? I think it's a little much. Like, I understand them like being like, well, we're not going to let this happen. But I don't know if I... I guess it makes sense for what's going on with their lives, except for Annie. But why are they like getting hammered with Jeff now in the back of the sandwich place talking about how much they hate her? Yeah, I did find it interesting how big of a focus on alcohol and drinking that this episode has. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jeff has been seen with like a glass of a brown liquid before, but all of a sudden everybody's drinking and getting drunk all the time. And it feels like a damn thing, and it feels a little out of character for the mm-hmm. show. Maybe it's because they're online now, and they can show continuous drinking like that in a way that they couldn't when they were on a network. Yeah. But it feels a little, it feels a little weird. Well, and if anything, it tracks with Jeff because very recently he took a bunch of alcohol and pills and almost died. But I don't love seeing Britta in this way where she's having such a tough time that she's just getting hammered in the middle or of the Or even day. later on in the episode, Abed being like, I'm working and I have a hangover. I'm going to take a break for lunch. And then he goes and then to goes drink and drinks. More. Yeah. Uh, I want to comment on how good Annie being sweetly condescending to Abed, saying, are you sure she wasn't being sweetly condescending? And Abed's like, yeah, I know that one. I know that <laughs> trick now. I thought that was a really good moment. This is a great Abed episode yeah. because it is a fifth season Abed. It's an evolved Abed, but still very much is the Abed that we know and love and all the things we, we, we know about him. Mm-hmm. So the study group minus Abed are trying to make a like a oath, like a blood pact against, mm-hmm. uh, against Frankie to preserve the weird Greendale. Yeah. And Abed's not in. He's not in. I thought this was another moment that could have been edited a little bit more quickly. Yeah, the pre- the it drags thing, on a little. When mm-hmm. Abed like stares at them and calls them a bad friend at the end of it, it does drag on a little bit. Yeah. I do like this. The show's finding new dynamics with these characters now that we only have so many of them left. I kind of like the idea of Jeff, Annie, Britta as kind of the like Greek chorus of bad opinions. Yeah. I, like I think Joel too. is funny in this one. I think he's always really funny when he gets to just be like one of the study group. And not, I think that's when he's at his best. Point. Honestly, my favorite Jeff episodes are the ones like this where he's like, I'm just going to be drunk and, and make side mm-hmm. comments the whole time. And it works. It's something this pretzel joke. It goes on for a long time, and it's not that funny. It's in moments like that when season six really feels like it drags at times Mm -hmm. because there's so many non-sequiturs that work that they have time to make a whole two minutes of the episode about it because who cares? But when it's not something that makes you laugh, it's boring for like 30 seconds before it gets back into the episode. Yeah, this one didn't make me laugh. I I don't have any issues with this No, not huge. But but it, it wasn't particularly funny for me. I think this episode's free from most of the issues that I remember from season six. And honestly, mm-hmm. season six is the season that I've seen by far the least amount of times. I've only seen um, what I've seen once. Like, there are episodes like... That's not true. There are episodes like the... Um, the Don't you goddamn tell me what's true. I've seen one episode more than once because we watched it for a specific yeah, the, reason. The Dean Olive episode I've seen about ten times. Yeah. And there are a couple episodes I've seen probably three times. But there are episodes I've only seen one or two times. I can think of for sure the grifting episode I've only seen once. Mm. Um, so I'm a little bit excited to see 
I don't know. Are the problems as bad as I remember? Or am I making them up? Or will I like it from this angle? It's, it, this episode is almost completely free of those issues. It's just yeah. little moments like this that, that remind me what I remember being a little off about season six. Britta's face here, when she's like talking shit back to Annie, she makes a really funny face when Annie's like, well, maybe each burnt sandwich wouldn't be as bad if it didn't come with your burnt attitude. And she's yeah. like, do, do, do. I don't know how intentional it is, but they do Britta's makeup really different in this episode from what they normally do. You think like, so? With her eye, her eye makeup especially. I can tell that she looks a little bit different, but I didn't pick it up as a makeup thing. You think that's what it is? Or do you her, think it's just a season away glow up for the actress kind of thing? It's not in a good way. I think they're like intentionally trying to make her look a little like run down. Like her really? eye makeup is a lot less. Oh, like, I didn't notice that. Mm, yeah. Hmm. I just noticed, like, here, she's at work, so she's in, like, a gross brown polo mm -hmm. and working and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I noticed it really, in the scene when they were making the pact a second ago, it really stands out when Annie is wearing this very adult, very stylish outfit, and Britta's wearing <laughs> a brown polo. Yeah. Oh, I should have made a trivia question about, about some of the, the Shirley Sandwiches menu. Yeah. There's, like, beef of burden. There were a couple Pork of boy. funny puns. Mm-hmm. And here, we're about to get, uh, not the first time, we saw him once in season five, but the return for good of friend of the show, Darsan Solomon, hey as Dave. He gets a funny moment. Uh, I mean, it's more what happens around him that's funny than what he does, but I'm sure it was really fun as a extra on a show like this to be a part of a scene with these three actors and to get to do this thing. I think it's really funny that when he complains about his burnt sandwich, Britta's like, well, you're frumping on a black-owned business <laughs> by doing this, which is a little – not that black-owned businesses is a new idea, but the idea of hyper-supporting black-owned business uh, as a like corporate – thing mm -hmm. you know that's really been over the last couple yeah, of years so this years joke seems a few years early ahead of the curve a little bit yeah it's funny i did think it was a little weird they they needed something to become what becomes the speakeasy thing in this episode right mm -hmm. but the whole dave being like oh but i won't take my refund if i can have a drink with mr winger yeah you know what i mean it just fine it's for them to figure out that's a scam to make money and to start the speakeasy but it feels a little bit of a like, why would know. he say that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, like, maybe sure, like, oh, I'd do anything to have a drink with the cool teacher if he's, like, this little pleb, but not the, like, I don't want my money back for this burnt-ass sandwich I just bought from you. Yeah. But that is kind of the problem with Dave, though. Of all of the, like, background characters that we see the most, there's nothing to him. He's just a student. He's just Dave. He's not Todd, you know, he's not, he's, he doesn't have any characteristics, really. Yeah. I like the way that they so You should have given him a limp or something. <laughs> yeah, a limp would have really added to it. <laughs> I really like the way that they dive right into, like, Jeff throws the bottle. Britta says, give me your ID and starts pouring a drink. That they just go right into the motion of this, like, underground thing. Mm -hmm. Here's what I'll say, though. There's some really funny Chang moments. Now we're in the scene between Frankie Chang and, 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 and Abed. But I feel like... Chang is shoehorned into the scene that they were needed another Frankie Abed scene and they well, didn't want the it to just be the same thing as before. Well, but here's the thing: because Chang doesn't leave that scene, the whole episode is because he he's time? he's just there. Yeah, is he there the whole time? Yeah, I didn't pick up. He on never that. left. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Because he's like, you guys went and got lunch. Oh, you guys had a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> It really goes to show how like little the 
the group nature of the study group matters anymore. Remember when it used to be a big deal, like who is allowed in or out of the yeah, study Yeah, well, because now that they just let whoever in, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Pokemons. Leprechaun, scary. I liked that one. I just uh, watched Crazy Rich Asians with Danny yesterday because she hadn't seen it, and Ken Jong is that's very a good funny one. in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good movie. Um, but I do like the bond that Abed and Frankie are are forming and the way that it uh, – that I don't know. Abed has kind of a complex episode underneath it because mm-hmm. he has to go against his friends, but he's doing the right thing, and I don't know. We are something else. So Sister. Abed agrees to do some work from Frankie, and this starts the section of the episode that's just chock full of montages. What did you think of all the montage? I thought they were the fantastic episode? and hilarious. I think every single one of them is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the moment in the beginning when Frankie calls out, like, why are you doing this? I gave you tasks, and these aren't any of them. And it's so funny, <laughs> the whole emailing thing where he's like, well, I just thought a montage wouldn't be good of me emailing Diane and then <laughs> confirming that I got an email from Diane. And well, like, and I honestly think do. that whereas a lot of people are like, Abed, this is the real world. Don't do that. She's like, all right, well, that's all well and good. But right now we're here. We need to send this email. So go do a, yeah. a montage about this email. And I don't think that as much as the study group does, she's infantilizing. I mean, she does, but not to the extent that Annie does. It's just does. because she's a professional and she's a micromanager and you have to be able to like – work with someone's angle to be able to get them to do what you want them to do. Uh, Now, maybe it could be seen as being a little condescending, but -hmm. I don't know that she's trying to be. No, she's just being her, and she's very straightforward and dry. And so when she says something to Abed, she's like, Abed, this is the real world, do this. I was confused when Frankie says, Abed, if you change your clothes one more time, you're fired – while while he's emailing, do, does, is he employed by Greendale, or is that just from this episode, or has he been working? Are are all of the Save Greendale members employees of Greendale? Um, I think he's fired from is helping just, her do this. Is that what it is? Yeah. So I'm starting to think because they're not taking classes anymore. I don't think. No, they're just there. I mean, I don't think they're, Greendale they're has money there. to be paying them. Well, they are all taking classes still. That's the thing. Annie was in ladders. Oh, that's right, Annie. There's not taking the same classes. You're right. I really like the Todd moment. I love how this episode brings out a lot of the side players and gives them a little moment. Um, Abed just absolutely not pick. Even evolved Abed can't pick up what what Todd's throwing down. And not at all awkward. The face that he makes at Abed and holds is really funny. So Ovid tries to walk away, and then Todd's like, no, maybe you should order the special. And this brings up the speakeasy thing. I think, if anything, the speakeasy I could have done without. Really? I don't dislike it. I like, I like it actually speakeasy. quite a I bit. I think it's fun. But I just feel like it was a little bit trying to do a community thing when the episode was just fine as a school shenanigans thing. Well, I think I like it because they don't go that deep into it. You don't see them I coming up like with I do like that it. about it, Sure. I like that, like, when Abed's by himself, he's doing these his things, and they were like, oh, let's do the speakeasy, and they had this whole adventure, but that's not what the episode's about. And There's so I even a like good it. line about it lately. They're like, there was lumber involved. You built yeah. a whole bar. <laughs> so Abed, yeah, he goes through this whole pathway to find the speakeasy, which is packed. We've got Britta as a bartender just absolutely f***ing everything up. Vicky is a lounge singer killing it. And everyone <laughs> kind of with Britta, the 1920s like, vibe. The- it's really funny. Annie's selling vapes and Skittles. 
I liked the line. There were some good moments here that remembered the heart of Shirley's character. Mm-hmm. When they're like, I like how we're doing this to save Shirley's, but Shirley would hate this if she knew we were doing this. Yeah, there's a picture of Shirley right behind Abed right there. An absolutely pointless Nathan Fillion cameo in this episode. Yeah. Ah, I love Nathan for you. The bane of my existence. You said that during to Joel McHale, and he said no. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, ah, he'll know it's a joke. And he was like... I don't think that... I don't know if that was the problem. <laughs> that should have brought up Castle, right? I like watching it? stuff in the background of the speakeasy, like Garrett playing the stand-up bass. Mm-hmm. Eric Charles Nielsen got a good week. He got to do a lot of different yeah, he things did. in this one. Well, there's more time now. They they get more more action. This and montage is also characters. really funny. It is funny. It kind of reminds me of the uh, Jeff and Abed get drunk episode from season mm-hmm. one. And the setting is really cool and colorful. The costumes are cool. Everyone calling each other a dirty rat and then Britta being like not good at that. All <laughs> worked pretty well for me. This is a show, Abed yelling, <laughs> cutting to him hungover at work the next I day. I will say, I'm normally not into the characters hooking up, especially Jeff and Britta sometimes. Did they but there up? was No, but there was a moment where their faces were close to each other, and I was like, I'm here for that. Yeah, I that's think hot. that's fine. I didn't almost talk. I saw it a lot more as like drunk people yelling at each other. And that's what it was, but it just made my mind be like, I'd, I'd be okay in this with instance. being that close to either of those people. Yeah. Sure. Is this when they get caught? Abed's working. I like mm-hmm. Frankie's like, Abed, are you okay? Diane said that a couple of your emails were a little, <laughs> a little shaky. A little shaky. His job's just to email Diane all day, and I think that's really funny. <laughs> um, this is, Abed says, yeah, I'll take an early lunch, and goes right back to the speakeasy to get day drunk. And is this when they get caught, when Frankie follows Oh, yeah, it is. In? Just as Abed's trying to explain that Frankie isn't that bad and that they'd like her if they gave her a chance... Uh, she storms in in a way that I think is like two steps forward, two steps back on both of those things. She mm-hmm. proves in this moment that she can, just like with Abed, how she he can be like, if you need to do a montage, okay, but email. She's going to be like, okay, if you need to do a speakeasy, I'll get a bunch of people to dress up like cops and rape <laughs> you, but this has to stop. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's She's so showing funny. that she can play with them and help them at the same time. And the carrot is perfect you guys in that they kind of hide the guy in the carrot costume for a while until Jeff calls it out. Why is that guy a carrot? Because they ran out. <laughs> Who tattled? And then it's so funny. She's like, in what world do you see this as something <laughs> that needs? It's look at how many people are there. They built the bar in a school. There was lumber involved. There's dozens of people down there. <laughs> they think she wouldn't notice. <laughs> But she's smart. She's like, but you can have it because it keeps you guys contained and it keeps you here in one issue. Um, but this is when maybe she infantilizes Abed mm-hmm. a little bit, talking about Abed deserves better, kind of talking down to him like he's a kid in that moment. <laughs> but that's funny when <laughs> Frankie says Abed deserves better than the study group and Britta's like, Abed deserves better. And Leonard's like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. She can't commit to a font. It's pathological. I really like this episode, Steven. And I really I like that it's as long as it is and that it has so many, like, it almost doesn't even feel like a typical three-arc story 
because we've got so many things going on. The speakeasy is just the sequence, and we've still got the whole following and apologizing to Frankie thing. Like, sure, there's yeah. probably a three-hour story to be found, but it just feels like these episodes can go in so many different directions. And I do know that there's some episodes ahead that kind of suffer because of that, but this episode I think is great. Pretty I do. I think that the end. longer length, we get a lot more, like you said, the funny non sequiturs, like the Leonard stuff that can go on longer. That I like that kind of humor that drags out just like a little bit too long. Well, this but... moment of Frankie trying to dump on Leonard and then she can't. Oh, it's uncomfortable. And she gets a whole extra second to be like, I don't really think this. I'm just trying. You, you could, you'd have to cut that if it was on NBC. Yeah. It'd have to be snap, snap fast. And they don't have to do that here, which I think works really, really well for the show. This is the moment of the episode where Frankie really proves herself as she's weird, too. Mm -hmm. And she's going to be an interesting character to have around because there's something going on there. Calling someone a living fart from the butt of a lesser god is so funny. And I'm better than this. And so she storms off. She says she's better than it. And she... She runs off, but nobody cares because now we can all get trashed. And then it's another great moment. This of just everyone just getting awesome. drunk. And I'm high as hell. And this yeah, episode does shot. a better job than the show ever did at making it look like a full, busy yeah. college campus. Like th- this is a riot. It looks like a riot. <laughs> and all the different demographics of people, all of these extras doing all of these different things, they did not have this money last season. No, this is great. They said everyone's getting paid. The moment where the dean tries to corner Jeff about this and how bad it is that Frankie left. And and Jeff's like, well, all that money is spent on Frankie and that other thing. Add those numbers together. Now you got money. Then we go right (laughs) back into the party thing. Really funny. I love the way when the dean does one of his moves is he like lifts his curls that aren't there Mm. you know what i'm talking about yeah he's like oh wow money and then like lifts his curls that aren't there i think that's so funny (laughs) and then the episode's called ladders which before this moment the episode had nothing to do with ladders they mention it when frankie's listing the classes and it's just because of this moment which is hilarious it's incredible there's just ladders ladders. the ladders guy is so excited and it has the spirit of how community was taken down and now it's brought back like a phoenix the man tried to take away ladders and now it's back like a phoenix and the i don't remember that actor's name but he does a great job here he's a he's in some stuff and a lot of stuff Mm-hmm. I like that he's just shotgunning this beer. He's drunk <laughs> in the classes. Who wants to see the ladders, Professor? Go higher! Yeah! And everyone just freaks out. It is a perfect moment. This is so funny. <laughs> Annie knows that something bad's going to happen, and it does. He tips right over it. You did it, Jeff Winger. This is your school now. What a little telling moment that is. It's pure chaos, and Jeff is like, you did it. (laughs) He's like, nice, everyone's drunk. And he's literally being carried away on a stretcher. (laughs) It's a pretty funny visual, the thing that's on her head. Yeah. She's like, it was worth it. I actually like that they don't make an issue of Annie being like, well, I'm frumpy. I don't want everyone to party and have a good time. I like kind of that she's on this side of it. Yeah. 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 Now the study group is stuck in a mountain of paperwork Papers and Papers and lawsuits for all the <laughs> stuff that happened on campus while while Frankie was away. 
I loved when Britta's like, I think we should fight those. And Annie's like, I think we should settle out of court. <laughs> what do you think about them all syncing up while trying to say it's their fault? This one I do think maybe went along a little bit too long. I get what they did. I'm sure it's funny. I, I, this made me laugh a little bit, but it's one of those non sequiturs that if yeah. you don't think it's funny, it makes you groan. But if you do, just the way that they slowly all sync up exactly with each other. Like, I think I probably chuckled at it. And then the Dean, I like that he's the one that stops it. It's yeah. Like, so whose fault wasn't it? <laughs> I think that's really funny. <laughs> and they realize that they need Frankie. It's a little bit of a cop-out because, like, they only had Frankie for a couple of days and then they were without her for like a day and everything went bad. How was everything before that okay, you know? Yeah. But they want Frankie back. They realize that they need her. And Frankie, as she's being interviewed uh, somewhere else for another job, is kind of starting to realize how she needs the crazy of Greendale to give a structure because not everybody wants her to come in and just micromanage and, and make a new society out of the workplace, right? Right, yeah. Who talks like that? The guy says, why would anyone, <laughs> why would hire, anyone hire someone, someone so pompous? pompous? Just as he says, maybe you should start looking for companies run by insane people. Jeff and Abed burst through the door. Don't hire this woman. Fifth time. <laughs> and the episode kind of ends here with them winning Frankie back over, uh, trying to <laughs> Jeff's little speech about like, look, Greendale, whatever they're giving you, Greendale can't do it. Can't even match it. Uh, we'll give you less. It's a really <laughs> funny joke, and Joel delivers it really well. I like that this episode goes away from a lot of the things you you typically expect out of a community season premiere. There's yeah. no Jeff speech. There's no aren't you glad we're a family. It's all about this new character, and I do kind of well, like in that. In the last few seasons, the first episode has been Jeff being in darkness and yeah. like it being really broody. And Jeff's still an alcoholic here, probably, but it's not like broody and dark it's like all right let's let's have a good old-fashioned school mess around i love the sorry montage and especially so as funny. it goes deeper and weirder um like when abed pulls out flowers and jeff pulls out a computer monitor <laughs> when they have the pieces of paper that say we're and sorry the like fade of frankie's face while you can kind of see them doing a dance with each other and then the shot of the guy who's interviewing frankie like looking inquisitively then reaching to the security mm -hmm. button it's great i didn't i don't think i knew the song that they were playing during this do you know the song no me neither and I also think it's funny that we don't see them get stormed by security. We don't see them really, like, the fallout of that. The, yeah. the show still picks its moments. You know, it doesn't need to show us everything just because it can. We cut back to the study group. We found the, our new star to the family because, you know, we still have Elroy to meet next week. Mm -hmm. um, Frankie is showing that she's willing to kind of play along with the team by putting a little Annie-esque frill on her binder a really cute Which moment really that they cute. share annie's happy face at seeing that she like inspired her to do that is really really cute she looks really yeah. happy and it's a nice ending to the episode yeah i like the ending of this it's nice but then th there's this non sequitur of garrett villainously staring at them <laughs> and then it like Cuts to a side shot outside where we see Leonard in the distance staring at Garrett, <laughs> staring at them. And it picks up – when I remember watching this, it feels like they're announcing that, like, Garrett's going to be the season, the villain of this season. And well, and I literally looked right at Dating and said, oh, is the next episode the one where, like, the background people are pissed at them? And she was like, it must be, right? It's not. But no, that's not the next one. That's ha that I don't think that's in the – I don't think that's a thing. 
No? I think I, – I mean, maybe it is. I don't remember. It's just a non sequitur. They make you think that Garrett's, like, a villain and that, like, Leonard is in charge and it's this really ominous yeah. moment and it's pretty funny. And then that's just because – and then it freezes on <laughs> Leonard thumbs up the camera. It's incredible. Okay, so how do you feel about that versus Ovid looking right at the camera in season five? I prefer it when it's Leonard because Leonard knows what's up. Well, I feel like a uh, 90-whatever-year-old Richard Erdman, it's pretty tough to get him to look anywhere but the camera. So <laughs> yeah. Let it happen. <laughs> it's fine. And tag, we get our little clip of Shirley's new life in a really dramatic network drama-style pilot. Uh, uh, a lot Here's of things what I'll say. are funny about this. Go ahead. You got to be careful having a noose, especially a black person holding a noose. Oh, sure. I did not even think about that. I'm sure they didn't either. But if you remember correctly, Zach, in our high school, a couple kids got uh, expelled for walking around the hallway with nooses in their hands. I thought, okay, so during the commentary in this part, Dan was kind of making jokes. He was like, he's here at his desk. He's looking at all the pictures of, we picked a bunch of pictures of him being able to use his legs. So there's a picture of him doing a handstand and a picture of him riding a bike. That's uh, jumping off a diving board, Zach. No, no, no. That's a handstand. And he's like, oh, I'm checking my noose drawer for my noose. Where's my noose? It's not there. He can still do a handstand. That's true. No, because you cannot spot yourself with the bottom half of you. Uh, I see what you mean. I think I I, I, really I see like what you tag, mean, but I but think that's a little, a little bit of a that's a little bit more of a like conspiratorial thing than like what the literal fuck is that conspiratorial. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm talking about the the footage in community evoking that image. I'm saying putting that on that image of Shirley holding a noose is a little conspiratorial. Not. I that, don't know. I think a, a noose is pretty universally for sure. lynching someone more so than for committing suicide. Well, most and see, people don't. I, and have I'll be ropes. willing to say that I am of a different culture, and I sure have never seen it that way. And that's my thing. I I always like label it with suicide. Mm-hmm. And that's because like my whole life, I always associate yeah. it with. Lynching. So you yeah, just gotta. I, I, that's I can, the only thing is it's a. It's every time I see one, it's a very jarring thing for me because of that reason. So it's a personal thing for you, and not to say that it's not a personal thing for millions of people like you. That yeah. I, I just I've never thought about that. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's something that is widespread enough that they should have been more sensitive about that they should have like caught, or do you? I think, think it's, it's pretty widespread. Uh, in well, terms I'm just of saying. Like I'm just saying the of, fact that in in this moment they're thinking of. Let's say they're not even thinking of, like, Shirley being a black woman. It's all about mm-hmm. her catching her boss trying to... Well, they would never think of Shirley being anything, <laughs> right. Zach. Anything, that's, right. that's how I know it wasn't intentional. I, <laughs> I, hope, I hope the conversation we're having right now comes across as... I, I'm talking out of my ass. I'm not trying to say anything. I'm trying to... to, to I don't know. I think it's an interesting conversation to have, and I, I'm not speaking from any type of experience. Yeah, I think but you got to be careful though. When is you're that gonna Shirley have like, like that. opened the drawer, caught the noose, took it so he couldn't kill himself, mm-hmm. and then comes back and is like, "What's this? I found this." Uh, do you think they should have been like, "Well, obviously people are gonna think that that's a black woman with a noose, and people are gonna want to hang her," or do you think that the thought would be? Well, we're past people thinking. St- not saying that this is right, but don't you think they'd be like, "Well, nobody's gonna think that." I'm just saying, in 2015, the year this came out, people walked around our high school holding nooses yeah. and got expelled. So I, yeah. I don't think it was like a, 
that's dead type thing. I think they just didn't think about it because the writers' room is probably all white people, so they wouldn't. I don't think, think that's oh, true, that's but I know what you're saying. You think evoke. that this is something that someone should have been like, we shouldn't do that. I think they should have either not had Shirley come in holding it or have it or like have Shirley come in and say, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, and him be like, "No, it's for me, not you." Then that would be funny. Whoa! Oh, but so now I'm on a different page. You think they're implying that it's for Shirley at all? No, they're implying it's for him. Yeah. Yes, but I'm saying Shirley would see it and think, "Why the f does this white man have a noose in his yeah. drawer?" You think that Shirley thinks that he's gonna hang her? No. I'm so confused. The writers did not take into account that a noose is a symbol of yes, lynching. I, I get that. I'm saying it would have been funnier yes. and an okay way to use it if, if they, they made, made a joke, a joke about, about lynching. I don't know a, if that would have joke made about, it Because a black woman finds a goddamn noose in her white boss's drawer, she's not going to think he's using it for himself. Also, that kind of professionally uh, tied knotted noose is not what people use in their living room when they're going to do things. You know, so... I don't completely agree with the two things you just said. I completely agree with the imagery. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I agree with housekeeper finds something. It's sailing closed. rope. It's like thick rope, Zach. I but she. <laughs> we should finish this conversation because I'm not trying to really say anything either. Uh, but I I don't think uh. I. I, I don't know. I don't know that the thought would Sometimes be, I find this Sometimes a bad thing is a gonna... bad thing, and it's okay that it's a bad thing, Zach. You don't have to always be devil's advocate when it comes to this sort of thing. I don't think that's what I I'm doing. I think that it, it's coming trying... across to me that way a little bit, so just no, so you're aware. I, I just don't think, okay, and I'm fine with coming across whatever way, because I hope mm -hmm. it's clear that I don't mean anything. I'm just trying yeah. to have a conversation. I think that it's a little... I, I don't know that the go-to would be that Shirley finds noose and be like, is he going to hang me with this? I, I think mean, a black like, person finds a bed sheet with eyes poked my out. They don't think ghosts. Depressed, they think KKK, paralyzed Zach. boss might be trying to kill himself. Okay, did you hear the thing I just said, though, with the no. sheet? If, no. if a black person sees a bed sheet with eyes cut out, they don't yeah. think ghosts. They think KKK. Same thing. Same situation here. I think I don't know if it's the same thing, but I agree with that. I don't have anything to say. We can end the conversation. You you wrap it up. You, you say something. Yeah. I, I think the intact's really funny. That's, I think that's it's funny I too. I, I to. what uh, my big point is that I would never, ever, ever even think of something like mm -hmm. that. So it's just interesting to me. Yeah, and that was the very first thing I thought. Yeah, when I, saw it. So well, I, like, I can see that, but mm -hmm. I just that that type of thing never comes to my head. What do yeah. you think? Do we keep that whole conversation? Do I trim it down? I we can keep it. I I'm fine with whatever. Whenever yeah. it comes to something like that, I'm more worried about you being comfortable. No, yeah, I think we can keep it. Yeah, okay. D do you feel a need to put a pin on anything or a need to put a pin on the... Oh, f what do we say now? <laughs> no, yeah. I think uh, what's funny is that this whole time that they're still, like, being in, like, the NBC, like, drama. I loved all. that, that yeah. they literally put the NBC logo on screen. So and they're not funny. on NBC They anymore. are not. Do You're I too busy solving you, murders. I'm sorry if get... I came off a certain way to you. I'm, I'm sorry. That's okay. Yeah. It's all good in the hood. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just think hanging people's good, no matter what color <laughs> you are. I think a noose is a noose. <laughs> no matter who's... So it's like a Dr. Seuss thing. Yeah. A noose is a noose, yeah. no matter who's in it. I, ch I choose colorblindness. <laughs> no matter whose noose. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the noose is for use. The noose is for use. 
But that is really interesting to me, just to, I don't know, imagery and mm-hmm. how it, because I'm very sensitive to suicide issues. Yeah. So it make so like if I see a razor blade. Sure. Or if I see, so I'm very susceptible to where I would be more likely to be like, I just don't think they should show a noose because the idea of someone hanging themselves, I always mm-hmm. think someone hanging themselves. I think that it, I don't know, interesting. A noose is a really interesting choice. Because, like, to tie a noose, you need, like, thick rope, and you need to then tie it in a very specific way that unless you're a sailor or yeah. a clansman, you don't know how to yeah, do. I'm just saying, like, symboli- That's different than just tying a knot. That symbolism, is a completely aside, why the joke would be a noose, why it couldn't, why that's funny. Well, I here's my, here's the real joke of it all. Yeah. He's in a fucking wheelchair. He can't reach anything. He can't hang himself. Yeah, <laughs> that's the, that's was the joke. Was he going to pull himself up? Yeah, that is the joke. <laughs> yeah. The joke is it was 2015. You could still joke about suicide on Yahoo screen and be okay. Well, look, let's wrap this up, dude. It's a two-hour podcast. Uh, <laughs> we spent this whole episode. <laughs> we spent this whole episode being like, "Wow, what a great episode!" And then we had a moment a couple minutes ago where you're like, "I think you're being condescending." <laughs> <laughs> and that's the true. Uh, uh, I don't know. The, this podcast was just full circle. That's the magic. We got a little bit of all of it. Is there anything else to say about the episode before we do an MVP? Do you have one? I do have an MVP, but I don't have anything else. No, not really. (laughs) I don't, yeah. Um, I think the Intag is funny. I think Shirley looks incredible. And it sucks that this is the most Shirley we've gotten in like three, two seasons. So, you know. That's a good point. Even the episodes that have had like Shirley Island and, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. She does look incredible. Yeah. Now the, uh, now the now the true story was she yeah. she truly was going to take care of her dad, right? Yeah, her her father who needed more full time. But mm. and this is all hearsay. I would in a this is me I I've got to think that if she wanted to be there, she could have been there. Mhm. A, a lot of it had to do with the long hours. They're working like 15 hours a day. Yeah. Uh and it's hard, but I'm sure a conversation could have been had of her being like can I not work that much so I can take care of my sick father? I feel like there had to be more frustration in it than that. Well, I'd be pissed if Nobody's I was ever on said a show like that, that continuously like, made jokes about how I wasn't featured, even though I'm supposed to be just as important a character as the rest of the people. Yeah. While other characters are being introduced and giving more stuff. They literally just sent her to McDonald's for an episode last season. <laughs> and Annie. <laughs> and Annie, yeah. Uh, so who's your MVP? Uh, Otto mentioned, uh, Frankie, but I gotta give it to Abed this week. I think it's a terrific Abed episode. I gotta give it to Abed, too. Honorable mention to Frankie, and who else did I write down as an honorable mention? The Dean. I even think the Dean had a really good episode. The Dean was really funny this episode. But this was what I want to see out of Abed, especially in a post-Troy episode. Oh, yeah. I think Abed's great. I think so, too. Well, let's Abed, Abed, you get the kisses on your cheeks this week. Let's see who gets to feel our pursed lips Oof. next week. Oof. I have a feeling it's going to be... Is that be... what they get? Because I don't think they'd want that. I've been giving it to all of them each time. <laughs> well, let's clean up this mess we're in. Let's wrap this thing up. This was a lot of fun. It was. Season six, just like every season of Community is, this is going to be a whole other thing to talk about. I, I'm, I'm looking forward because I have not seen at least probably two or three episodes at the end of the season. So I'm excited. Well, next week we're going to talk about, every time I forget already, lawnmower, repair, Ma- and, repair and pre- postnatal 
care. <laughs> and postnatal care. Next week, we're talking about that. So send in your trivia, episode MVP, favorite funny moment, can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com. You've only got a handful of chances left to, to be one of the voices on our show. So do that. Also, Patreon, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Uh, Brokeback Bebop every week. You can't disappoint show every week and all kinds of other stuff. We, uh, I feel like it's starting to get to the point where our patrons, we have a cute little connection with our patrons i know we like to hold their hand play yeah. a little patty cake share a nice cupcake yeah. every thursday evening mm-hmm. it's nice steven where else can the people find us you know if you really want to get down and dirty you can come and follow us over on twitter over at you can't a pod we're also on instagram under the name can't disappoint podcast if you really want to get the full monty and if you like seeing videos every once in a while uh, go check out our most recent sen- season five roundtable. If you listen in to it and you just want to hear it again, stunning Zoom video. Ooh yeah, is that HD? Almost. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find us over on YouTube and Facebook under the whole name of the show. You can't disappoint a podcast. Yes. Well, from inside the Dreamatorium, uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, make sure you're choosing racially inclusive weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> I'm Zach. I'm Steven. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. Woo. I'm as high as hell. You're about to get shot. I'm as high as hell. You're about to get shot. I'm as high as hell. You're about to get shot. The police said the got this week uh we've got four emails this week zach i'm gonna dig into the first one hey zach Don't can i go pee deep. real quick i didn't pee between the stuff that we did earlier yeah today. why did you feel like you needed to get out that first well just for your like for cutting purposes so that you know where to where to do your thing okay so steven's peeing i think he'll still be able to hear me while he's peeing too so we can hear he can hear this sweet soft boyish charming voice narrate and 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 fixate as as he as he sits down or stands up i don't judge i like to sit down because my pee time is really my me time i like to sit down really breathe just let whatever's going to come out come out that's what steven's doing right now while i narrate his, his 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 little bum just a few inches above where the water sits his ball is definitely touching the water his urethra is probably expanding, allowing the liquid to flow through. I'm wondering if he's one of those guys that still got the youth in his pee stream. If he's gonna just let it all out like a like a machine gun, or if he's like a dribble, dribble, drop kind of man that he's sure to be in his forties. Um, I almost didn't want to come in because I was enjoying that so much. <laughs> there was a moment where like I was peeing and like your voice was very soothing. I was like, this is a nice moment. And it was right when you were like, my soft voice. And then I like really was laughing hard when you said my little bum just inches above the water's surface. <laughs> that was oh, great. Man. That was fantastic, Zach. That was some Thank of your you. best work. Thank you. It, it was all pre-written. <laughs> I figured that for months. You were like, oh, he's going to pee. <laughs> okay back to the email 